Good morning, Sanctuary Tulsa. It's wonderful to be with you this morning. Thank you, Bishop Ed, for having me today. I am humbled and honored to be with you. Thank you. In the gospel reading today, Jesus has just lost his cousin John, and he's trying to go to a quiet place to be alone. Have you ever wanted to just be left alone? As a parent, that's a pretty hard thing to accomplish. There have been many times that I've needed to use the bathroom or take a shower, only to find a small child on the other side of the door as soon as I open it. Sometimes people want to get married on a beautiful beach somewhere, alone, and then it never fails. There's always an old guy in a Speedo that walks by and pauses to watch the ceremony. Alone, I just wanna be left alone. I think we've all been there. And this is the case in our text today. Jesus wanted to be alone. Well, the crowds figured out where he's going and they follow him. He crosses by boat to the other side, but when he gets there, the crowd has always has already gone on foot. The crowd is inescapable. But instead of being irritated and sending them away or continuing on to another location, Jesus has compassion. He cares and is concerned for their suffering. Even in the midst of his own sadness, he's able to love those in need. Today, we're reminded of the love of Jesus and we're reminded that God is love. And then after healing the sick, and as the parallel story in the Gospel of Mark says, teaching many things, the people are hungry, thousands of people, enough people to fill the maybe center there in Tulsa or the Q Arena here in Youngstown and in Cleveland. They were hungry. Thousands of people were hungry. So the disciples come to Jesus and they say, church is over, it's 1230 and these people need to eat. And Jesus returns their idea with another idea. You feed them. What an impossible task. How overwhelming. We have two kids and they both have very different personalities. When it comes to cleaning their rooms, one starts by putting the toys away, making the bed, arranging the books. And the other one, upon seeing the mound of dirty laundry and Legos all over the floor, will just lie down in defeat in the middle of the floor, completely overwhelmed. We can all relate to being overwhelmed. From work to home life, there are unending things to be overwhelmed by. The pile of paper still on our desk, the new baby fresh from the hospital, living paycheck to paycheck, worrying about retirement, each of us have our own pile of Legos somewhere. So often it's easy to feel overwhelmed by the needs around us, both new and deep-rooted problems. Things like systemic racism, food deserts, which is the lack of access to fresh quality fruits and vegetables in places like our cities. What seems to be an endless cycle of violence and war and militarism around the world not to mention that we're living in the midst of a global pandemic with no vaccine or cure yet, so what do we do? Like the disciples, we need to have a heart to help others. We think in ways that seem logical and achievable to us. The thought that five loaves and two fish could feed thousands doesn't even cross our mind. These problems are too big. There's no way. 
this has been going on too long. We couldn't possibly make real change. These are the things that we tell ourselves. But Jesus steps in and he gives the charge, you feed them. So overwhelmed with doubts and despair, we bring what we have. And then after blessing the bread and the fish, Jesus does something important. He gives it back to the disciples, to us, to feed the multitude. The Christian life is one of bringing the kingdom of God on earth here and now through active ministry. We are the hands and feet through which God's work is done. Yes, we pray. We ask for daily bread, but we also must express our faith in active, concrete acts of love, justice, and compassion towards others. Here at the Sacred Commons in Youngstown, part of our mission is to meet the physical needs of our community. Through the Red Door Food Pantry, which is a monthly ministry that feeds hungry people in Youngstown, and the Red Door Cafe, a weekly soup kitchen, we commit ourselves to tangibly acting out our faith But we can't stop there. We must also be concerned about the problem of the food desert we have in our city and what's causing it. How can we help bring change in our communities in ways that affect policy in tangible ways? We need to continue to work for justice when it comes to systemic racism. This is not just a personal problem, it's a church problem. 11 a.m. on Sunday morning is still the most segregated hour in America. We need to know why that is, how it came to be, and why it continues. We need dialogue, education, conversation, and action. All ate and were filled. The writer of Matthew saw 5,000 men, but Jesus saw the men, women, and children. Are we seeing all the people of our community? Women, children, the physiodivergent, elderly, international students, refugees, undocumented, poor, incarcerated. How are we making space for all in our church community? Many times our sacred spaces are defined by white, male, able-bodied people who they don't say it, but it's expected. You are like us or you become like us. This is how we worship, so get with the program. Well, what about those who will never be like you. And why are children relocated to a completely different space so that we don't hear their noises? And then we wonder why, when they age out of the kids' program, they leave the church altogether. You've heard of the nuns and duns. Did you know that the number of U.S. adults who religiously affiliate with the nun category has grown by 30 million people in the last 10 years? We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. What do we do when we find ourselves again and again in the face of such impossible situations? We don't know what to do or what to say, except send them away. But what if we bring what we have? We bring it to Jesus, our talents, ideas, our money, our resources, and we ask him to bless it. And then we use that bread and fish to keep giving and serving others. This is how it works whenever someone is close enough to Jesus to catch a glimpse of what he's doing and how they could help. We blunder in with our ideas, 
we offer uncomprehending what little we have. Jesus takes ideas, loaves and fish, money, a sense of humor, time, energy, talents, love, artistic gifts, skill with words, quickness of eye or fingers, whatever we have to offer. He holds them before his Father with prayer and blessing. Then breaking them so they are ready for use, he gives them back to us to give to those who need them. Today I want to challenge us to lean into the mystery of the goodness of God, to see beyond the resources that we think we have, to not only imagine that another world is possible, but to commit ourselves to helping make it a reality, no matter how overwhelming and impossible it seems. I saw a church list 20 ways to serve in a pandemic, you know, bake a casserole, sew masks, put a positive sign in your front yard, check on your elderly neighbors. And these are all good and important things to do. But I suggest that today's text is challenging us to not stop here. God's work will require us to see beyond our ideas of what we can do. Let's lean into the challenge. You give them something to eat. Give us this day our daily bread. And let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.